The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking the time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the sport of kings. This is a time of year where, on the east side... That's the right side of the nation. Starts getting dark a little bit earlier. But yet, Breeders' Cup is at a fever pitch. I live in Kentucky. So you can imagine what we feel about the Breeders' Cup coming to Churchill Downs. I guess I have the, the luxury of living, oh, about an hour and 15 minutes away from Churchill Downs. I know. That's pretty spoiled for a horse player. I live about uh, almost an hour away from Keeneland. So you talk about the two biggest places in racing, and they're in the Bluegrass State. I know I'm spoiled. What can I say? You talk about spoiled winning ponies. They should be spoiling you because they've been having some success, and we hope that you are on board. But if you're not, it's never too late to get involved. Because Winning Pony is ready and waiting for those who take part in the predictions. Now, that's what we call the, the data that comes out. I, I hate to re- refer to it as just raw data. They're called predictions. I like that. I like that a whole lot. Predictions meaning how the race should shape up. And you know that the 9 million plus and exotic predictions are numbers that speak for themselves. Check out the testimonials. Happy Cuppers, Happy Campers, not Cuppers. Happy Campers, such as Jeff L. from Deer Park, Texas, who killed the Del Mar card on a Friday. A sweet pick three for seven forty-eight, an eighth race super for seven ninety-six forty. And yes, he is the same player who hit the big pick six a few years ago from from our predictions. Now, wait a minute. They're not our predictions. They're your predictions. We just hope that you're on board with it because that's what makes Winning Ponies very special. Big congrats out to Jeff. Way to take it down. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear from anybody that has a nice, nice winner. Actually, you kind of feel through uh, any names. Uh, but if you have a rhyme and a reason, we'd love to hear from you. Jeff L. from Deer Park, Texas, we'd always love to hear from you. My man, Neon Dion, he keeps it all straight on the board, and he gets people through in a timely fashion. So, Jeff L., if you ever want to impart some wisdom, let us know. Congrats, my friend. We're more than just an Internet show here. We are a full-service, one-stop shop with blogs, stories, free selections. And I'm going to kind of warn you. I've been on a little bit of a roll here at Keeneland, and I'm going to take the Winning Pony stuff, and I'm going to toss out some free selections for Keeneland tomorrow. 
testimonials. It's always good to see what people are doing. Like my man Dion. Right now, he's back there pulling the controls. He is the man behind the curtain on the Wizard of Oz. He makes things happen. Color-coded, easy-to-use, tiered predictions. What more could you want? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and each and every Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings right here. Check it out. Go to www.winningponies.com, and you can check it out for yourself because it's actually not going to change. Good or bad, how we did is how we did, and Winning Ponies will put it right up there. What's happening tonight? We're going to do a little recap of last week's action. Biggins, going to talk about some Biggins. Going to give you a story in racing. Second segment, our special guest of the week. And, buddy, was he tough to tag down. Yeah, I mean, he's a man on the move, a man on the go. Successful trainer, long-time successful trainer, who has rewritten history in Canada. 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 What the heck am I thinking about? Canada and the U.S.? Mr. Roger Atfield. Now that part I can't botch up because this guy is double tough. Then we got some news, final furlong handicapping, and buddy, do we got a lot of action to shoot at you tonight. Hopefully we can get in touch with Mr. Roger Atfield. I was listening to an old interview, and he actually had a, a driver at one time because he was training and running so many different places so he could get some sleep so he could train. Quite a nice fellow. I think you're going to want to be here for that. Kicking it off, we're going to do a little bit of reading. And we're going to read the recap to you. That's right. If you were under a rock, not paying attention, I'm going to get you caught up to speed. October 9th, it was a big weekend. October 9th at Belmont. Now I'm going to kind of jump around here. At Belmont, the great one, Jamaica. Winner is the Prince Will I Am. By a length and a quarter, Jose Lazcano for Michelle Niai, Todd Pletcher assistant, long time. Six wide, paying 2160 to win. Prince Will I Am, impressive in Jamaica. Grade one, the Frizette. Number five has, has Warrior. Alan Garcia in the boot. A length and three parts. Three wide, Hanley, 980 to win. The grade one champagne, the talk of racing world, is number one, Uncle Mo, who wins by four and three parts. Johnny V for Todd Pletcher, two-year-old, in the two-path, paying 240 to win. I'm telling you what, Uncle Mo is getting a lot of sweet words thrown his way. In fact, I hope he lives up to just half of them, because I think we got a real monster here. Another one from the Pletcher Barn, and Johnny Velasquez is a man who makes very few, very few bad decisions in the saddle. Fall Stars Weekend at Keeneland, it began on Friday the 8th. Big race of the day was the Alcibiades. Winner, number six, wickedly perfect two-year-old Phillies, Rafael Bejarano back in Kentucky. Two-length winner for Doug O'Neill, paying $5 to win. Believe it or not, that's pretty good value, three to two. And the Alcibiades wickedly perfect. Saturday the 9th, in the sixth race, down at Keeneland, a grade three. Woodford, winner of the nine, Silver Timber. Julian Lee Peru wins by a half, four wide pain, 1060 to win. Now, that one I know we gave out last week because I bet it pretty good. I hope you did too. 
Grade two, the seventh race, the Thurbet Club of America. Winners the eight, Dubai Majesty, Jamie Terrio in the saddle. Wins by three parts of a length. Three wide at the top of the lane. Eleven bucks for Brett Calhoun. Very nice. Thurbet Club of America has turned out some very nice runners. That race, I should say, for timing purposes. And then the eighth race is a grade one event. And I think you're going to know this name. The winner is number seven, Proviso. Drifting in the final eighth, flying from the clouds. I mean flying like his tail was on fire. Mike Smith for Billy Mott, who was actually on fire at Keeneland today. I believe he had three at Keeneland. 460 to win, Proviso. Smith, I mean, just has very few mistakes in the, when, when he's on the track. I mean, his personal life aside, I don't know if he orders the right drink at dinner. But Mike Smith, gone does he look good in the saddle. The ninth race, a grade one Dixieana Breeders Futurity for two-year-olds. Winners of three, J.B. Thunder, Sean Bridgemahan in the Irons. 13.60 to win for Little Al Stahl. Impressive there. Tenth race, grade one. This is the biggest race of the meet. The Shadwell Mile, $600,000 up for grabs. Winner is the four, Gio Ponte. Stamping his ticket for Churchill Downs. Ramon Dominguez in the irons. I can't say enough good things about this guy. He's just so daggone talented. Gosh, I just, I mean, what a time to be watching racing. I mean, this is, this is like the World Series, the NBA, the NFL, everything all just in a big burrito. And we've got it our way. Talking about having it our own way, we have Mr. Roger Outfield on hold. We're going to be jumping out to him. I'm sure glad he's going to be with us tonight. Ramon Dominguez did his bidding on Gioponte. Going to be double tough. Sunday the 10th at Keeneland. Eighth race, the Bourbon Stakes Grade 3 event. Winner the 7, Rogue Romance, Julian Le Peru. This guy can flat out horseback. I guess that's why he won the big prize last year. Six wide, paying 880 to win. If you're getting better than 3-1 to one at Julian Le Peru, something is wrong. Why don't you have a bet? Ninth race at Keeneland on the Sunday the 10th was the Judmont Spister. It's a great one event. Winners the 11. Acoma, Alan Garcia, wins by a half a length. Four wide. Get a little of this. 49-60 to win for David Carroll. Very impressive indeed. So there's a little breakdown of what is happening in recap land. And I'm going to give you some quickie quicks for the big ends. On Friday, October 8th, we had 119 total biggins. Will Rogers down leads the pack with race number four in the Superfecta, 11,717.80. I have to say, I've never placed a bet at Will Rogers down, so maybe I should. Saturday, October 9th, 168 total biggins. Who's your park? $5,025 and 20 cents. I mean, I, I've been playing Who's Your Park for quite some time, and I absolutely love it. And I would suggest you should give it a try. Sunday, October 10th, Mountaineer Park Race 5, a super hook to key, 13,720.40. Monday, October 11th, 91 total biggins. Hastings Park Race of 629, pick 4, 6,866.50. Tuesday, October 12th, 61 total biggins. Zia Park leads the day, 2,193.20. Wednesday, October 13th, 56 total biggins. Penn National. This place is getting better and better. Race number six, a Superfecta, 7,508.60. Thursday, October 14th, 16 total biggins. Fresno leads the pack. Race one, a Superfecta, 1,283.80. Incredible numbers there. 
going to kind of throw out something for you to chew on here. I was reading an article uh, from Horse Players of North America, and they were, you know what, I really agree with everything that they've said because they've really got some intelligent people you know, brought together here for the, the betterment for the player. But cashing tickets in Kentucky, for those that are not cashed within a year, the money goes. Now, wait a minute. The money goes to the backside backstretch workers. It couldn't go to a better place. But in fact, if they are complaining about this money, which is $2.3 million, which isn't chump change, they can also have a tracking and or loyalty card, which we had in place at a track that I worked at at Turfway Park, that if a, a player loses a ticket, we can freeze in the tote system. There are answers to this. Let's don't take money away from some of the people who work so hard on the backstretch, and they could really use it. Now, this is only in Kentucky. I'm not speaking for other states or other countries, but I'm proud to see that it's actually out there, and I'm happy that it is. Until they come up with a better plan that everybody wins, let's keep it in place. Well, it is time to head into a break, and when we return, we're going to be talking with an accomplished horseman who defines the words hard work and success, Mr. Roger Atfield. But you're only going to get it if you stay here on Winning Pony. And it kills and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies, and we are very pleased to have you on board with us each and every week. We're awfully glad that you're here. And this week we're very honored, as usual, in our second segment, and this week no different, as we have on our special guest of the week, a resident, I hope I have this correctly, of Nobleton, Ontario, multiple winner of the prestigious Sovereign Award and Racing Hall of Fame inductee in 2006, Mr. Roger Atfield. Roger, are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. And good evening, sir. I hope I had half of that correct. Uh, you had more than half of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, as Mom would say, at least I'm, uh, I, I'm not starting off on a bad foot here. Well, Roger, thank you so much. I know you've had a very busy day, and tomorrow will be no exception to that rule. And uh, I promised you that uh, I'd try to wrap it with a barrel with a bottom. Roger, uh, thank you for taking time to be with us as, uh, as, uh, as a guest this evening. Born, I believe, in Berkshire, England. Uh, was racing a family tradition for you, or did you just follow your heart into the sport of kings? No, actually, my family weren't involved in horses at all, but I got um, interested from when I was about five years of age with um, a neighboring farm and uh, started riding jumping ponies when I was about eight years of age, and I rode show jumpers and amateur steeplechasing and uh, wheeled and dealed in horses until I came to Canada in 1970. Wow, I'll tell you what, for, for a young lad uh, in the saddle, it must have been a, a, a whole lot of fun. I, I know a lot of people that have, that have tried their hand, they've told me how physically demanding it is, and they said, don't even try it, Ed, you're, you're just too much of an old man, but they've told me how physically demanding it is. I was reading over your resume, which is vast and, long, and very impressive, and, and an accomplished international level question competitor, six-time winner of the Sovereign Award. Of seven runners that have won the Canadian Triple Crown, three have been in your care. Twenty Canadian Triple Crown winners. In 2001, you set a record for wins in the Breeders' Stakes, eight-time winner of the Queen's Plate. And yes, whenever I see that you have a runner in a race, I always have to take in consideration the Adfield charge. Did you ever envision such a degree of success for yourself? Well, I guess you envision it, but you, uh, you're sort of dreaming, aren't you? And, um, <laughs> um, you know, I've been very blessed and, and lucky to have um, some great horses come along into, into my hands over the years, and um, I've had some great people working for me, and and um, some great owners to work for also, and, you know, it all comes together with a lot of hard work, and, and um, you know, just it's just horsemanship, really, you know. 
that was a question I had for you with a successful stable such as such as yours. How many do you have in your care? This is really a two-parter. How many do you have in your care? Um, approximately 50. 50. That's very, that's, that's a stout number. And you must have an incredible supporting cast as any successful operation would. Yeah, I mean, um, I have a number of people that have worked with me for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, I have, um, you know, some good assistance and um, good exercise. Well, everybody that works for me are, are, are good. And um, we work hard at keeping good stuff. Um, you know, we don't tolerate people that don't love horses and don't, aren't dedicated to the, the actual team itself. And, uh, you know, it's that that's also not an easy part of the game, but um, I've been fortunate enough that I have a lot of very good people working for me for over quite a period of time there. Well, I, I think that uh, I, I love this old-time uh, phrase that uh, a man of uh, very few words once told me. He said, uh, you know, the harder I work, Ed, the luckier I get. And I think that when you have the right people, the right circumstances, and the right horses, and everything converges at once, uh, that the good things do happen for those that really try for the uh, the betterment of the game. Speaking of big things, tomorrow's a big day for you. Uh, you've got uh, Miss Keller in the E.P. Taylor at Woodbine. You've got Smart in the Canadian International, and Perfect Cheryl at Keeneland in the Queen Elizabeth II. So you've got a big day on tap. Yeah, actually, I have a pretty good miss it running in New York also. <laughs> and, um, oh my! And I miss. Oh, great! Uh, now I missed okay. that one. So, you, so you've got uh, you've got the the uh, big four. Uh, do you have any others uh, besides the big four running? No, actually, I don't. So um, I think that's about it. Nothing on the undercar that we're buying. So it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a pleasurable day, you know, to spend with the owners also, you know. I've never had the pleasure of seeing Woodbine. It's actually on my bucket list of places to visit. Now, off air, we were we were just chatting, and for uh, handicappers and fans alike, uh, the weather for this weekend. What can we expect for that uh, that lush turf course that we see on uh, on the simulcast screens? Well, I think it's going to be on the. You know, I would say it's probably going to be between good and yielding. Um, we had a lot of rain last night, and it's drizzled all day today. And um, I would say that, uh, you know, it's going to have a, quite a cut in the ground, I would think. You know, I, I was uh, I was kind of hoping for uh, just just a, a, a maybe uh, a good to if it had to be yielding. Uh, I was I, I was having my fingers crossed because it looks like a tremendous day for Woodbine. I I love to see the track succeed and uh, for the races uh, to go off without a hitch. But I was looking at a successful stable such as yours and w- with such a vast resume, Roger. W- with health, luck, and promising runners, how long do you plan to stay in the training game? Well, I've always said that as long as I'm healthy and enjoying it, I'll probably just keep on doing it, you know, and there's no reason not to. It, uh, I enjoy it, and, you know, all the time that I'm enjoying it and, and I'm healthy enough to do it, I'm probably just keep on trucking, you know. <laughs> I like the sounds of that. That you know, for so many years, I've I've seen those uh, seen those silks come flying down the lane uh, for for barns that you've trained for, especially at Keeneland. That's where I would I would really really get the glimpse. And it seems to me now, uh, correct me please if I'm if I'm out out of line whatsoever. It seems like that you have such a touch, a proclivity for turf runners. Well. Um... 
Yeah, I've done very well on, on the tour for sure. Um, but uh, mainly, mainly it's, uh, I think it's more to do with just the fact that, uh, you know, I've had a lot of grass, grass pedigree horses over the years. And, you know, when you start doing well with a certain, um, you know, um, brand of horse, if you like, um, you know, like if you start doing well with turf horses or something, and then you get more and more people sending you turf horses, and and then it sort of escalates, and it looks like that you're just a turf trainer or something like that, you know. But um, I certainly enjoy running on the turf. It's it is definitely my favourite surface to run on, and. Um, you know, I've done very well with it, for sure, yes. Well, we wish you nothing but the best of luck uh, with your Saturday uh, runners. I, I, I wish the days away only in a good way that uh, we actually get to see the action. And uh, I'm a, I've am been a thoroughbred fan for, I'll just say, an awful long time. You know, there there's a lot of big runners in, in, in your barn. Some of my favorites, uh, Perfect Sharer Ave, uh, Perfect Sherl. Uh, and I like Miss Keller a whole lot, Spice Route. There's been many that, that I've seen over time, and I've chatted with a lot of uh, big-name racing secretaries that uh, just tell the truth right from the heart, and they say the Affield operation, that you're, you're more of a hands-on trainer versus uh, dictating what needs to be done and going outside for a smoke and or a cup of coffee. Yeah, I am, and that's the way I, you know, that's why I say that as long as I'm healthy enough to do it, um, and in that respect, I mean, you know, I ride out with every set. And, you know, I still ride, um, you know, the next racehorse out with um, with the sets. And I I train horses better when I'm with them, walking out and, and put, watching them pull up and galloping alongside them to listen how they're breathing after our strong work and that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm I'm you know, the mornings actually mean more to me than the afternoons in the respect of the actual horse itself. I mean, I just love developing horses, and I love spending a lot of time with them. So, yeah, that's that's the way I do it. So, I know our listeners uh, have been uh, more than acquainted with your your career over the years, and when they hear things like that, I, I think it even becomes that much more exciting for a fan to learn about a trainer of your caliber, to what to expect when they see an Affield uh, uh, charge hit the track, that they know it comes well-prepared, and it's, it's almost like a baby. It was brought along, and uh, you, you know the, the little nuances that many trainers that have these mega attacks of horses that have a couple thousand in their, in their, in their care or, and or their name, but yours is more of a, of a large a large contention, but yet it seems to me like, uh, and, and I was chatting with Ben Huffman of Keeneland, and he was telling me that, that, uh, that in fact, you're very, very meticulous on where, where things are to be and, you know, how things are to be. And that, and that, to me, as a fan, that's very exciting. And I know you're in Ontario today, correct? Or, excuse me, Toronto today. Yeah. And where can we find you with your runners in a typical year? Are, are, are you based uh, mainly uh, north of the border, or do you go uh, south for the winter? What, what, uh, for Roger Affield, where do we find you in a year? Yeah, I'm, my, my base is Toronto, um, and I race from here. It's, um, all summer I run all over the place from here, depending on how good the horses are. But it's a very easy um, ship, actually, from here to... The, the running time to ship horses from to New York, Kentucky, um, Chicago, 
you know, all the, all the East Coast, Monmouth, Delaware, all those races, the running time is just about the same. So it's actually a very good area to commute from. And uh, in the winter, I go to Florida. I've been going to Payson Park Training Center now for, oh, I know they say I'm the oldest one there now. They'll <laughs> continuously be there. I've been there, I think, 30 years now. And, um, and I, you know, I... I, I I base myself there, and we race in in Florida, and then you know anywhere else. But we don't race as much in the winter as we used to. I used to have divisions in New York and New Orleans, as well as Florida, at one point of time in the winter, and in the summer I used to have divisions in in um, Monmouth and um, sometimes in Chicago, and you know I used to do a lot of running around. I had a motorhome and a driver took me through the night, and um, I was. I've never missed anything, but I, I just base myself now in Toronto and Florida in the winter. Well, that is, I've heard Payson Park is beautiful, and it's a great place for a horse to become a horse again and get away from the rigors of the track. That's why I like it. It's, um, you know, you can you can freshen up older horses that, uh, you know, get a little bit sour of the racetrack, which, you know, we all get um, sour of something day in, day out if we don't get some kind of change. And, and Payson Park is, is, is it enables you to do that because it has so much countryside around the park itself that um, you know you can keep horses relatively fit, um, but freshen up their minds and make them happy and and, and love to go back to work again. And uh, I think that's very important. And that's what a few of my trainer friends were telling me. They said it's a nice, deep, cushiony oval, and they said it's a it's a great place for a horse per se, to let their hair down, and, and to just to go back to being a horse and to relax, and there's not the sights and the smells of the racetrack where they're always on their toes so much. Yeah. yeah as, exactly. as, as with every trainer, and I'm going to use the word great because, in fact, you are, and uh, your resume speaks for itself. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, it's, it's a fever. It, in, it's in the back of so many trainers' minds. Is it mm-hmm. still in your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's a race that um, I haven't run in very many times. I did go in with um, with um, Talking Man. I think he was favorite or second favorite after winning the Gotham and the Wood, and um, that was as close as I was going, you know, had, had gotten to. And then Ali Deed, we missed the, the Derby, but we were second in the Preakness. And... Um, but most of, you know, most of my horses, my three-year-olds have always been Canadian breds, and, you know, people have that owned them have always looked at the, the Canadian race, you know, the, the Queen's Plate is a very important race to them. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'd love to win the win the Derby today, and, uh, and maybe I still will, you know, but um, I'm, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough chore for, you know, the, for a horse to run that early in the season, and I'm apt to be a little easy on my two-year-olds, and, but, you know, it could happen. If I had the right horse, it'll happen. Well, we got our fingers crossed because I'd love to see it happen for you. Uh, you know, I'd love to see the years of hard work and patience and uh, dedication pay off for you with a, with a dream of yours. Over the years, seeing both good and bad, uh, uh, lack of horse population, racing dates being cut back on, on most circuits, uh, in your opinion, is is there something that, that we need to do in, in racing as uh, managers of the sport to actually, uh, for, the, for the betterment of the runners, do we need to cut racing days, or, or has the, the, the horse population dwindled? 
Well, it has, hasn't it, um, to some degree? And um, um, I think that uh, I think we do have too much racing, and it's um, you know it's very hard to it's very hard to. I mean, Woodbine's exceptional meet because it's it's so well run, and we run such a long period of time. I mean, we start April first, and uh, we run through to like December sixth or something like that. I think it is this year. That's a long time to keep, you know, fans interested and horses, you know, the horse population going all that time. And um, I think in general we just have too much racing around. And I think over the years it probably will be shortened to, um, you know, um, fewer racetracks and, and fewer days, you know. I keep seeing uh, seeing that being the overwhelming theme and working in racing for, uh, I'm going to say, over 20-plus years for myself, that this Mammoth Park experiment with the purses, now even though they were subsidized by casino monies, I think it's kind of that experiment has kind of led us down a road of less is more, and we don't need to have you know uh, 15 races a day, and we don't need to run seven days a week. Yeah, I think as I think you're right. I, I think that's uh, I think that's what is going to um, happen over the next little bit. Well, I I, I'm very interested to see how it uh, how it unfolds for for horsemen because I know there's so many that need the races or the opportunities to race for money. But uh, hopefully that you know we can all set with uh, better purses and maybe it's kind of a a cyclical uh, crazy uh, mouse chasing his own tail. But I hope for the best in in that regard. Final question for a man who's touched the game in a very successful way: What advice would you impart to an up and coming trainer? Well, I think there's like there's three things that you really need to do. You you you, you need to um, you need to you need to be a good horseman, and to be a good horseman, you have to spend a lot of a lot of hours and a lot of time and a lot of dedication to it. And it um, you have to you understand the animal. Um, just just look at watch the horses and and learn from the horses. They tell you with their body language, you know. Whether you're overtraining them or undertraining them, and, um, and and just be honest and straight with your owners and and every I mean everything in the game is if you do that it's very simple actually you know I mean it's just a question of common sense taking a, a, you know a great deal of uh, of notice of details the details all the little small details they all add up and that's what um, you know, makes a successful trainer, I think. Well, I think those are very true words that any young and upcoming trainer or any trainer that's out there that questions uh, what they need to do, I I hope that they they heard that or somebody would actually impart that to them. Mr. Atfield, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for your time for joining us this evening, and we wish you and yours the best on and off the track. Good luck this weekend, sir, and good luck down the road. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Mr. Raffield. Have a great weekend. That's been Roger Raffield joining us here on Winning Ponies. Hope you caught a big piece of that. If not, you're out of luck and or you can podcast it. Well, it is time to head out to a break. When we return, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of news, and we're going to talk some final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No 
holds part. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Spin it with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin it old school, which gives a back in the day approach from Chuck. A no spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. Hope you caught Mr. Roger Atfield joining us. He's going to have... I called three biggies. He called four. Missed the uh, one at Belmont because I was concentrating on Woodbine so much. And if you're handicapping this weekend at Woodbine, especially the two big turf races, or excuse me, three big turf races, you're going to want to you're going to want to work with a track or plan for a track with a, a little bit of give, cut to it, as they say. And uh, you're, you're not going to be seeing a hard and or firm course. And uh, I, I was reading. The weather reports, and then you heard from Mr. Atfield himself. So there you have it there. I hope you joined in. Uh, Roger Atfield's resume is as long as your arm, and quite a joy and uh, an honor was to have him on joining us. Got some news for you here from around the world of racing. Always like to hear from that. Mobile apps for the Breeders' Cup. 
Now, everybody I know, what did we ever do without cell phones? Now, I have some friends that, uh, a gal that she, she won't even put down a phone. I have a fellow that I work with. He carries it in his left hand when he walks. But the iPhones, the iPads, live coverage of all 14 races, providing news results, statistics, it will be free but require registration for future marketing developed by Rock Software Incorporated. Now, this is incredible, especially Breeders' Cup coming up. Right there on your iPhone, if you're at work and or if you're not able to catch it all, or you've got your iPad, which are super cool, you can actually take a look at this. Mobile apps, and it's free. Take a look at it. I think you're going to want to sign up for it. Back in the big time, that's what I call it as, Smiling Tiger, Russell Bays, who holds the world's career in victories, the world, not just the city, but in the entire world for career victories, wins his first grade one since 2005, earned a shot at the Breeders' Cup with his victory in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. He has not been on the grade one winner since lost in the fog in August 2005. Russell the Muscle gets it done on the bigger stage. He is probably the bluest of blue-collar workers and gets a ton. I, I love watching him. So many people have said, well, it's Northern California. I don't care where you're riding at. The degree of success that Russell Bays had, hence why he leads the world. Secretariat right now, the movie, is holding the number three box office spot. It jumped up to number two on Monday, squeaked by the play spot on Tuesday, but number three right now. But it's right there. The social network is leading the pack. Everybody loves to know about Facebook and such. So I need to see that movie. Life as we know it has edged out Secretary as of right now. And then Secretary is running third in the show spot. So it's a good family flick as we know it. Perfect timing. I am telling you what, $8.3 million less less at the box office window than Seabiscuit at this time. So the tomato meter critics paid for bitching. That's what critics, and when you define that word, that means you're paid for bitching. 30 reviews on this date, and they said 23 of it were fresh, 7 were rotten. They call it the tomato meter. What the hell are they thinking about? It's a good family flick. Good family flick. Go out and enjoy it. Okay, so it may not be exactly what you wanted, like a sea biscuit and or it may not have had the hardcore gambling aspect of it. Good family flick. I think it'll do well. You know, I, I never really slam anyone because I, I just feel like it's low ball. And this really isn't slamming. I was reading one of the rags here, uh, Mr. Davidowitz, who I think is one of the best handicappers in the nation. He's a mad genius. The racing industry is falling over itself to embrace Secretariat, the movie it is a most embarrassing twist of priorities for a sport that unfortunately hungers for good publicity. Mr. DeWittitz, who in the hell doesn't in sports? We all clamor for positive publicity. And no matter what you feel about the movie, it's coming along at the right time. Now, I have to tell you, I, I saw it a while back, and, and I enjoyed it. It's going to be a good family flick. Go see it. Tomato meter, not no matter what you're reading. I touched on this a little earlier. $2.3 million in Kentucky goes unclaimed at the Kentucky tracks. Now, this is just in 2010. 
It's not even over yet. If not claimed, the money goes into a health and welfare fund for the workers in the horse industry. Now, here's a little story for you. There was, there was an opportunity, there was an opportunity that we had a tracking system in place, and still do, had a track that I worked at. And when there was a lost ticket, what we were able to do was track down the player, track down the player and let him or her have their winnings. It didn't go into a super pot. We allowed them to do that. Now, wait a minute. You're saying, no, my track doesn't have a rewards program. That's okay. Now, I'm going to have to uncover something for you. Every tote system has the ability to monitor and track players. Do they want to do it? I really don't know. I, I really don't know if they, if they really want to do this, but they actually have the ability to track and monitor. Okay, so I agree with Hannah. More needs to be done with the players, but I also agree with the monies that are sent to the backstretch workers. We need to find middle ground there to where if it's not claimed within a year, it needs to go to some good. And I, and I think it's going to great, great places there. It was actually the story that we stepped up and did customer service to the umpteenth power was actually addressed by Andy Byron of Washington Post saying, now this is customer service personified. All that we did was do the right thing. It's not to belittle it. It's just what others should do as well. But, hey, if it goes unclaimed, it should go there. And you know what? We should set up some kiosks where change gets dropped for the people that need it the most. Hey, they put the show on for us. We should definitely acknowledge it. Talk about acknowledging it. i got a gentleman online who I'm going to acknowledge is probably a ten times better handicapper than I am and one of the nicest guys I know, the Cincinnati Kid. Kid, are you there? Hey, Eddie, what's good? <laughs> Just you, my friend. Uh, sorry to ramble on and miss you there. I do apologize. Oh, it's hope cool. You, it's cool. I it's hope fun you to listen ca- to Utah. <laughs> Man, the check is in the mail, my friend. That's all I got to say. The check <laughs> is in the mail. Hey, did you catch any part of Roger Atfield, or were you busy capping? Oh, yeah, I caught bits and pieces of a Great guy, really great guy. You know, he he just seems to be that a gentlemanly sort that uh, we all should be more of. But, kid, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. I know there's winners in your hand, and lay it on us. I'm going to try. Last week we took a bit of a beat in trying to play the big circuit, so I'm going back to a place I know. I'm going to Beulah Park, of all places, on Friday's card, race seven, the $2,500 claimer for non-winners of two races, in 2009 or 2010, I'm taking the chalk in here, the three, my Dominic James. Edgar Powell gets them out for owner-trainer Charlie Lawson. This one hasn't shown much in two of its last three starts, but both of those were on synthetics, one up at Arlington and one at Prescott. His last race on dirt was pretty impressive, getting up to win by half of a length at five furlongs. Five and a half kind of fits him well. The Silver Fox really should fit him well. Let's look for this one to get home. Eight to five on the morning line. Let's hope he drifts up a little bit by the time they reach the gate tomorrow. But if need be, we'll take eight to five, kid. And uh, any, anything Charlie Lawson brings over, he brings them ready. Uh, so we've got one out of you, kid. Okay. Now, and you know what? I know that you're never – you just wouldn't do that to me because you know the tears will start flowing. I know there's more than one <laughs> in your bag of goodies. Yeah, you're actually right. I do have a second one for you. I hope to have a third as well. Uh, on Saturday's card at Beulah, the fifth race of the day is an open $4,000 claimer for Phillies and Mayors. 
They're going five and a half furlongs here. I decided to take a swing with a long shot to seven, Rainbow Secret. Andre Sanchez gets on for Kenneth Miller. This one comes off of two, what we could just say, horrible races. One over Polly and one over the turf at Turfway and Ellis. Throw out her last three races against those tough company. Go back to her race July 16th at Ellis versus similar company on the dirt in $5,000 claimer. She won for fun. I think getting to back to this level and on conventional dirt will suit her just fine. She's 15 to 1 on the morning line. I really like that price. Ooh, that's a sweet price. You know, the the best part about Ohio racing is, you know, it, it may not be up to cut with Del Mar and or Keeneland, but, I mean, if you actually follow day in and day out now, Pete Aiello, the voice of River Downs. Ah, uh, Pistol and, Pete. And the Pistol Pete and the man, uh, uh, the man, the myth, the legend at Hylia Park, who I believe is going to be calling races, does marketing, publicity, and probably three more other jobs. Right. Now, he, he loves the Ohio circuit as well. I think it's one of those circuits where you really have to pay attention and follow it if, if you're going to score. Right. If you really pay attention to Ohio racing, you can clean up on it. Well, talking about cleaning up, we got two in the books from you. And uh, actually, Winning Ponies does pretty good with their predictions with the Ohio Circuit. And now that we have you on board here, we've got two winners here. Let's go for a hat trick. Okay, my third and final selection of the night. Ninth race at Keeneland on Saturday, the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Stakes. I'm going to take the four, check the label. Ramon Dominguez on for a grand motion here. This one comes out of the Grade 1 Garden City up at Belmont, where she won on a yielding turf course. She doesn't, it doesn't really matter to her what the footing is. She just gets the job done. Four straight victories in Graded States Company, and she doesn't need to take her track with her either. Keeneland, Belmont, Colonial, you name it, she gets it done here. I really like the price three to one. She's going to have her hands full with Evening Jewel, but I think, I think she can get up in time to win this one. And like I said, the price is really favorable on her three to one. You know, that that is a really good point there, kid. Grand Motion's two starts with two wins at Keeneland, and uh, it, it's, it's a boutique meet. It's 15 days. Mm-hmm. And over the last 60 days, these guys are winning 30% together and 50% in the money. So they're, they're well adapted to each other. And right. actually, if you go back two races ago, it was the Virginia Oaks winning that race against Kim Orkey and then coming back onto a yielding service. And actually, like you touched on, she doesn't need to take her track with her. Colonial, Belmont, Keeneland, Gulfstream, it looks like she's hitting in the stride, and I think 3-1 to one right there, my boy, is a good piece of work. 3-1 to one should be fair. I'm hoping we can cash on that one. Let's do it, brother. Kid, thanks for the call. Thanks for the selections, as always, and you are always welcome at any time because I always write them down a pen from you. Uh, it's always fun to call in, Ed. You do a great job with this show. Thanks, kid. I really appreciate it. Take care, buddy. I'll talk to you you soon. See ya. All righty. That's the Cincinnati kid. I hope you wrote them down in pen. I was joshing you not. Okay. We got some action to go to, and we got uh, a few minutes of power play handicapping here. We'll take it right to the end of the show, which is good stuff here. Let's go to Friday, which would be tomorrow. And let's start with race number one at Keeneland. And the first race tomorrow, the opener at Keeneland at 115. I like that's Eastern time. I like the three Pacific fleet. Four to one, Michael Bass, Wayne Catalano. Story reiterated from Ben Hoffman, who was our guest last week. Wayne Catalano walked in and said, I will win this meet. Now, he better get busy. He's only winning at 18%, which is incredible. 
but there are some guys down there. I believe Billy Mott had a three-bagger today. But I like Pacific Fleet in tomorrow's opener, dropping from Maiden Special down to Maiden 40. In race number three, now it took me a little time here to actually chew on this, but once I actually came up with it, and, you know, I know we've all been between horses, and, you know, what do we do? And it, I finally came out with one in race number three. It wasn't that I was trying to force the measure whatsoever. And I came out with number six, and that would be closeout. Closeout is, is an incredible two to one. Now, the kid talked about a horse that was three to one. Sometimes we have to take what we take. Closeout two to one. Garrett Gomez and Tom Proctor teaming up very well together. 67% in the money. Coming from Arlington Park, Arlington Park runners are doing incredible. Okay, so those are my Friday picks right there in a bubble there. And I hope you, uh, you kind of take it and, uh, and like it there. Okay, let's jump on to Saturday. A Saturday is, is an incredible card all around the nation. And we're going to go to race number two at Keeneland in beautiful Lexington, Kentucky. I'm going to go in the second race on Saturday with the five, Nina Fever, who is actually four to five. Sometimes you need to take a runner like this just hammered in multi-race exotics. Race number three at Keeneland, I like the six. That is Cease. Six to one. Now, the price is getting a little fatter here, and it sounds to me like you might be able to roll up a sweet pick three and or pick four. Race number six, I like the six, and that is Kane Garden Bay at four to one at Keeneland. Keeneland is my favorite track. Race number seven, I like the five. Terrap, five to two. Five to two, and, and that is very good value because there's a super pick four in place down there. Race number nine, the QE2, Queen Elizabeth II. I like the four check the label. The kid brought up all of the important points there, and, and I think it's something that we need to take in consideration and just hammer it as best we can, and hopefully, hopefully, We'd get three to one. I'll tell you what, I wish in the heck I could make my bet now and just lock in the odds. The eighth race at Belmont on Saturday, and this is a very, very nice heat. It's an inner turf race, the Athena. It's a great three. I like the five Toady, seven to two, and I think those are incredible odds. And don't forget the Naira pick four is $300,000 up for grabs. So with that, Inspect it, love it. And then we go to Woodbine, the eighth race on Saturday in the Arctic. It's the eighth race, grade one, going six panels in here. And out of here, I like number six, Amico Fritz. Amico Fritz is a big price for me in this race, the German bread, who is who is five to one, Mikey Smith aboard. So Amico Fritz gets my money in the Nearctic. The ninth race, the E.P. Taylor, a mile and a quarter up for grabs. And uh, this is a good race. I like the six, Miss Keller. It's Roger Atfield's runner, four to one. I see Miss Keller getting the cheese in the E.P. Taylor. The tenth race at Woodbine, a mile and a half, the grade one Canadian International for $2 million. I'll take the four, Samard. 15 to 1. I say a big day for Roger Atfield, and you're going to light up the board if you get 15 to 1. And then at Hollywood Park Race 8, the Oak Tree, a mile and eighth on the turf, the Oak Tree Derby. I'll take the three. King Edward. So there you have it. There's some power play handicapping. Hope you, hope you wrote it down in pen, especially the kids, because this guy is about as double tough as they come. 
Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. This week is no exception. Wayne Ponies would like to thank our special guest, Mr. Roger Atfield from Canada, Keeneland, and all points in between. Good luck, Roger. You've got a big weekend ahead of you. The Cincinnati Kid for calling in and imparting some winners to us, and you for taking time to tune in with us. So until next week, and we'll have ourselves another star-studded cast of people calling in. Have a great weekend, and may your winners be many, and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. show will help you at the next post keep listening for more next thursday at 8 p.m eastern time 5 pacific on the voice america sports network thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.